Hello and welcome back to The Millennial Mindset, the podcast. I am your host, India, your fellow millennial. Here is a safe haven for millennials or anyone invited to the conversation to pour out and be built up. So I want to thank you all for tuning back in to the podcast with me. Um, I've been gone for a while. My bad. I know. Don't jump on me, but I have a gem for you guys in store. It is episode 12. Wow. A dozen, full dozen episode, a full Krispy Kreme box of episodes, okay, um, for you all. So I want to thank you for rocking with me this long. I thank you for being with me on this journey this far, episode 12. Woo woo. Also, be sure to go back and listen to any previous episodes, specifically episode 11, so you can be in order and decency, amen. But also go back and watch any episode that you may have missed to catch up with us. Promise I'll be here waiting on you. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone. Hello, Millennial Minds. Um, what's going on? So before we go into the episode, I just want to commemorate and just pay homage to all of our soldiers and veterans. Um, so it happens to be filmed shortly after Memorial Day. So I just want to say to any veterans out there, anyone that may even be currently serving, I thank you for your service. You know, we do celebrate and try to have a lot of fun on Memorial Day and Memorial Day weekend. But let's let us not forget that that particular day being Memorial Day isn't always the most celebratory day. Isn't the day of a, of a lot of fun and excitement for a lot of people here in America? So we thank you for your service. We thank you for your um, duty that you served, the time that you did serve, however long your duration was. It is all credible and honorable. Um, the deaths were not in vain. So we thank you for your service and love and much prayers go out to anyone who may be having a hard time during um, this time right now, Memorial Day weekend or Memorial Day. Uh, my thoughts, my prayer, my love goes out to you and your family in your time remembrance of your past loved ones. So I just want to say that. And also, I want to just say, you know, I'm sure a lot of you have seen in the media, on the news, the incident that happened in Texas where 21 people, majority being children and also a couple adults had passed away, were murdered, I should say, in a very unfortunate incident without going into details. The information is definitely out there. Um, I just want to say that we keep our prayers, um, be praying for those that have lost loved ones. It is a very difficult time as I couldn't even fathom, you know, but I also want to say this is that these times of things going on, it's very easy to slip into a fearful mentality, a very pessimistic way of thinking, a paranoia, high anxiety. And I just want to say, be one of the main voices or the first voices, because we don't hear this said often, is that please protect your peace. Please protect your peace. Protect your mind. Protect your social circle. I'm not saying forget everything that's going on in the media. No, because these that's, this event that we are seeing, it is true. It is factual. It did happen. But please be careful. Please, please be careful, excuse me, because the media is going to be inflated with so many people's opinions regarding it. And just remember to protect yourself. Remember that you are not wrong if you cut it off. Remember that you are not wrong if you scroll past it. You are not wrong for that. Um, you are protecting yourself and that is what you want to have at hand. We speak against the spirit of fear. Amen. We shall not live in a spirit of fear. Yes, it's important that we be aware of our surroundings and we use wisdom, but I don't want us living in a spirit of fear, living in, pan living in paranoia, or allowing anxiety to be our portion. 
aware of that and be protective of yourself in your social circles. Amen. So just wanted to put that out there for the first few minutes. So now without further ado, let's get into the episode. Okay, you guys. So in today's episode, we are talking about the power of your words. Okay? The power of your words. Not just the power of words, but of your words. Heavy emphasis on your, your words. Yes, you listen. Yes, me talking. Our words. The power of your words. The power of our words. I think it's safe to say that when we have heard someone say, or maybe we've heard them say, or maybe we've said even ourselves something like, it's not that it's not how you said it, or, or I'm sorry, it's not what you said, it's how you said it. Or words can either help or they can hinder, right? We've all heard these things, or maybe we have said these things. I know that I've heard them and I have said them both, right? talk about just to point out a a firm example heavy quote that people talk about because your words are powerful our words are powerful again not just words but a person's words are powerful why because we are living beings everything we do has an intention rather we are intentionally right when I say that I mean like consciously thinking to live and have your actions be detailed in intentionality or you're not everything has an intention whether it's on the focus of your mind or whether it's whether it is a subliminal thought that constantly rests but is on play Um, everything has an intention and a motive so when we're speaking whether we're speaking to ourselves, whether we're speaking with someone else or a group of people, whether we're speaking to God or praying to God, you know, understand we have to know before we get into the meat of this is that our words truly do matter. Our words matter. So how do they matter? Well, a word by itself has a meaning, right? Or it can have meanings depending on how the word is used, right? So what makes a word hit, what makes a word really bring it home, going back to that quote, it's not what you said, it's how you said it, right? What makes a word really hit is whether it's speaking to self, whether you're speaking to yourself, a person, people, God in prayer, it's the intention behind the words, aka the heart posture of you. Remember, we're talking about the power of your words, the power of our words. It's our heart posture. It's our intentionality behind the word. It's which means even breaking down further, the emotion behind the word, what's driving the word. Because the word itself has a meaning. You know, it's, it's usually either this or that, or like I said, depending on how we're using it, the context, it can have multiple meanings, but they all kind of run together. Even when it comes to like slang and ebonics or you know, pigeon English, like it's still, the meaning is the meaning, right? Especially if you're speaking to someone in a demographic or a culture, same as you, or if, if they're familiar with it, they know what you're trying to say, you know, pretty much you're talking about words themselves that have firm definitions, firm. So I'm talking about the underlining of our words. So the underlining of our words, meaning the intentions of our words, the emotions attached to our words. Okay. So Real quick, for example, when you're getting cursed out or you're, or if you're cussing somebody out, okay? Personally, I'm not an advocate for using cuss words, okay? My language has changed over the years. I don't feel the need to use profanity. Um, but it's an example that is very easy to understand and that we can usually all agree on whether you use profanity or don't use profanity. So using curse words, whether you're, if you're cussing somebody out or someone's cussing you out, right? Words already by themselves that we already established 
have a strong meaning, right? By definition, it can mean something good, bad, ugly, sweet, sad, right? So that word could be something bad itself, but the heart posture behind it is what is considered weaponry. Yes, weaponry. So if I'm talking to you and we're in a heated conversation, you know, and I'm using words like, oh, you just frustrate me or you just get on my nerves or I just can't stand you or why would you even say something like that? Like who does stuff like that? The tone is already negative. The tone something at you, right? And then using the word itself with the tone, the action, right? In the example that I gave with me, given that little scenario of how I'm speaking to someone in a negative, rude way, my heart posture is bitter. My heart posture is hateful, even to an extent, is what is considered weaponry. A scripture that came to mind was Proverbs um, 15.1. A soft answer turns away wrath. But a harsh word steers up anger. So how does this work when, when it comes to us speaking to ourselves, right? I know we hear this a lot, but it really is key. A lot of times we don't always speak to ourselves the best way. We can be the most we can be very hard on ourselves, very harsh towards ourselves, very non-gentle, callous with ourselves, which a lot of times can show or can reflect in our relationships with how we treat people, which usually People are the ones that are closest to us. Your loved ones, close friends know how you really can interact. But because they know you and love you and have seen your heart, they can usually tell what you mean by what, right? But we live in a world where that social, that close social circle bubble isn't going to mean what you say to people out in the world, okay? So how we speak to ourselves are very is very, very important, right? The reality of your words. What I mean by the reality of your word, of your words is what I explained earlier. The underlining of your words, the tone and how you're using the word, the, uh, the emotion attached to the word. So with that scripture in Proverbs 15 and one, if someone's coming to me upset or distraught or anxious feeling, or talking about something that was a traumatizing situation, what needs to be on my mind in that moment, and this is just a skill that I have learned um, over some time and I'm learning it, okay, is that, um, or let me say it like this, over the years spent, right, I'm 26 years old now, for those who didn't know, now you know, 26 years old now, and I am under, I have understood, let me say this, to an extent that I want to be the type of person when someone is speaking to me, I want to try to alleviate as much trauma as possible. What do I mean by that? Well, I am one of those people that have been told plenty of times, Indy, your words matter. Once upon a time, I used to be able to be very slick with my words. Honey, have the receipts. I could argue you down, okay? I could have been the best lawyer there is. I could argue you down and I was quick. I had quick comeback. And that comes from just a gift that I have of being very quick with my words, being very easy with my words. Um, just being a great speaker, right? Pete, why I have a podcast now. But I didn't understand that in my earlier years. So I was very reckless with it and just say what was on my mind. Or I was known for being very bold or maybe unfiltered. Now, granted, I still kind of have that to me now, but it's, it's been matured. It's been filtered. It's been, I say, filtered through God and his, his holiness. Okay. I have my moments. I'm human, but for the most part, that's not the record I keep any, any longer. So I say all that to say 
what you say matters. So we have to think about the intentionality of our words when we're speaking to someone. The underlining of my words. So when I'm speaking to myself, does it uh, maybe a, a difficult situation just happened or I encountered something that was just a lot, okay? It's just it's a lot going on. I want to make sure I'm speaking to myself with intentional words, which means I have to tame my emotions in that moment or sometimes go through the process, feel, go ahead and feel it, do what you got to do. But when it's time to really speak to yourself because you want to encourage yourself, how do we do this? We have to sit and understand, okay, the situation is not my full story. This one moment does not define my entire life. It will not be my future. And now I can encourage myself. The same way with other people, right? Sometimes it can be tough depending on who you're talking to and how how heated an argument can be. And it's not even on a negative scale, even on something positive. Just speaking words, while they're speaking words of endearment, while they were speaking words to diffuse conflict, whatever it may be, right? Um... Be the bigger person for you. Not always for them, but for you. Because what you say, you know, we all we all know, you can't take those things back. So going back to the power of your words, the power comes from the heart intention, the underlying meaning of that word, the emotions that are attached to the words that you are using. If I'm saying, oh, that person just so stupid, ha ha ha, versus they're just so stupid. There's power in everything you say, but that enhancement that can provoke a negative action is that underlining of that word that I used, the tone, the frustration that was displayed when that word was used. And that is something I believe that God shows to us in scripture often when he talks about our words and how we are to speak. And that's why it's so important for us to learn and understand there's no, there's no point of going to God over and over again that you never understand, right? So he wants us to understand his character because a lot of people can think God is this big, evil, mean God, right? That's his controlling and extremely super judgmental, and he's not. That's why you have people in the world that can, one can say God is love, one can say God is judge. He's actually both, but one can't see God as both. They only see him as the judge. Because of their experiences and words that were used and the underlining, that strong underlining of those words that were used towards them or around them. And that was their experience. So, again, what God is saying in Proverbs 15, a soft answer turns away wrath. I love that soft answer. How God says, a soft answer turns away wrath. But harsh words stir up anger. Soft and harsh, those are textured words. Right? Those, those are words that automatically you know them by just saying them have an underlining have an emotion attached to them when you think saw you think of i think of like cotton cotton balls or a pillow or clouds in the sky even though you would naturally fall through a cloud but you know imagination here it's soft it's pillowy okay soft fresh sheets fuzzy blanket it's soft harsh i'm thinking something rugged edgy, rough, inflamed, irritated, causing something to cause irritation, harsh, something that's damaging, that will leave a scar, pain. So God is saying that that softness turns away that harshness, which smooths everything over. Really hope that's making sense to you guys. (laughs) So 
again, the power of our words. I really want us to understand and how much that comes, how it came to life to me and how I pray through me saying this. It's coming alive to you and really just having you think back on some things, whether you've said something a certain way to somebody, or maybe you're even being convicted in the moment of something you said towards yourself or someone that you may know or someone that you may love and you are around and talk to closely, whatever that may be. One, don't live in the condemnation of it. Take this as like, okay, this is good information. Maybe it's new information. I'm going to take it forward. So the way when this was revealed to me, when God revealed this to me and the way I saw it, it made me really be like, oh my gosh, like words really matter. And yes, I knew and know words matter. But when there, sometimes we have a deeper revelation on something that can even be so basic, it can really make us think and humble us even the more, which is the beautiful thing that God wants us to experience is humility in him, right? Because there's love and there's development and there's expedient growth in that. Mm, that's another nugget y'all there's expedient growth when we rest in humility through god versus humility through the world because the world may tell you about yourself but it'll come from some evil wicked voice right that has everything else to say there may be like three percent truth and everything else is like lie and like hate and deceitfulness and and there was that three percent truth and you're trying to hold on to 3% truth, but also entangled in all the other lies that they said. The 97% of lies, it just full out entanglement that you're wrapped in now because there's a 3% truth that was in there. So it's like, well, that 3% was good, but it'll outweigh 97% of the negative. And God doesn't speak to us like that because he does not throw condemnation at us. He uses a different C word, which is conviction pricks it and like, "Mm, that's not right. But let me give you this. If you accept this and rest in my humility, I'll give you expedient growth in a peace that will surpass your understanding and everyone else around you. Amen. So that was really the gem that I had for us to share with you all today. So in my mind, this whole thing is a conversation because I feel like whether you're listening at home in the bathroom, taking a shower, working out in the gym, in the car, running your errands, or maybe you're just sitting down in a still place listening with a notebook open. <laughs> um, it's a conversation. I feel like you're probably speaking out things as I'm speaking. So we're talking. We're talking. Hopefully we're in agreement. Um, but yeah, that is what I really want to share. The power of your words, the power of our words, the underlining of the word choice. Your Proverbs 18, 21 there's three three chapters later, which talks about life and death are in the power of the tongue. And that's one that's really popular too. Proverbs 18, 21. So life and death are in the power of the tongue. And it's also saying three chapters before that Proverbs 15, a soft answer turns away wrath. So it's letting you know that your words can be used for more good than evil if we're paying attention to our heart posture. So What I want to encourage you to do today, because you know we're going to close this in prayer, right? It wouldn't be right if we didn't. What I want to encourage you to do is something that I I do, I am doing, right? And will continue to do because my Lord, we need it, honey. (laughs) But is to really sit with yourself sometime today or sometime this week if you can. Whenever you're listening to this. If you're listening to this the day I posted it or from a week from the time you're doing it. Within that week, really try to... And I believe you can do it. You're going to do it. You got this. Amen. You can do all things through Christ that strengthen you. 
All things through Christ are possible. So sit with yourself somewhere. Preferably, I always say to have a notebook and pen or pencil ready when it comes time for meditation and prayer with God to listen to what's being, listen to what's coming to your mind. You can write those things out and have a better understanding, better understanding even, and that will lead to even more revelation. Amen. Another nugget for you. But I really want you to sit. I really want you to sit with yourself and ask, think about your heart posture. Just think about your heart posture. Think about different scenarios, how you talk to yourself, how you talk to other people, and think about where your heart's really laying. Do you really, really care about that person's well-being? Do you Are you really, really intentional about this in intentional in a negative way or a positive way? It's okay if one if one is if more negative than positive, it's okay. Because we gotta we have to know what's going on. To fix to fix something, we gotta know what it is, know what's going on, be honest, and remember to rest in that humility. This is something you're doing with God. We're not just meditating in thin air. This is the meditation that you're doing with God in the presence of God, Jesus Christ. So there's safety there, okay? And then I want you to ask God to touch your heart. That you have a heart that is soft, that can be molded by him, because you trust his hands. That you trust that everything that he makes, everything his hand touches, is considered righteous and pure. And it's holy. It becomes set apart to do his good and perfect will. That's going to give you some strategy. And outside of different strategies and gems that um, I dropped here, which was inspired by God and the wisdom that he's given, um, given to me. But also pay attention and listen Listen out for what strategies he gives you specifically and practice those. Make a goal, practice those things and see what happens. See what fruit pops up on your branches that will bless someone else. And they'll, and you'll be able to share that testimony and say, well, this is what I did. And this is what God showed me. Amen. Make it collaborative, make it collective, make it make sense. Make it Legacy. That's a legacy type of strategy. It's something you can pass on down the line. Build new healthy traditions. It actually makes sense. Amen. As millennials, we want to make traditions and healthy patterns that make sense. Amen. So that's all I had for you all today. Let me let's wrap up in prayer. Hopefully this podcast wasn't too long. I hope that you still stay with us throughout it. Um, so yeah, so let's let's go ahead and wrap up in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, we just thank you. We love you. We thank you for this day that you've allowed us to experience yet again, which means there's more that you are calling us to do for your glory. And we appreciate it, oh Lord. Lord God, I pray that you touch every person listening. Oh God, it's under the sound of my voice. Oh God, that they are being touched by you, that they have been touched by you. Their hearts have been pricked, that conviction has hit them. Lord God, and they want change, that they will understand the power of their words and the underlining of their of the underlining of the word choices of the, of the words that are being used oh god and i pray that moving forward lord god that we will use words that that are reflecting your embrace your love oh god i pray that we use words that will build and uplift other people have words of positive and, and affirming intentionality attached to them lord god of peace attached to them, Lord God. There's so much going on in this world. So I pray that we have a heart posture that's rested and that's submerged in your love and your peace and your grace, oh God. So we can extend love. We can be more charitable. We can forgive more with your grace because you've forgiven us first. We can love and extend the arm and embrace people the way they need to be embraced at the right time. 
So, Lord God, we thank you. We trust in you, Lord God. I pray, oh God, that moving forward, God, that money will find us, oh God, to build a legacy that's stronger and better than before that will ultimately give you the glory. I pray that wisdom will find us where we are, that we at the right place, doing the right things, surrounded by the right people to be blessed by you. Lord God, I pray that you increase us, oh God, in knowledge and wisdom and understanding. I pray that you touch our social circles, oh God. Us millennials, God, we are learning, but we are choosing to be led by you, Jesus. Lord God, this world is not our home. Lord God, I pray that we be the change in the world, Lord God. And everyone, everyone here leaves with light in them and sees their greatness through you, O oh Lord. We thank you and we love you. Ask and forgiveness of all sin. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode, episode 12, the power of your words, the power of our words, the underlining, the passion, the emotion, the intentionality behind our words. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I enjoyed speaking it and first and foremost experiencing it. I go through and experience everything that I talk about on here. I've either mastered it or am mastering it. Amen. Because I don't believe in going through something for nothing. Right? So we want to become masters of our experiences to be able to help other people. Because it's about legacy. It's about legacy here at the Millennial Mindset. Um, Not just on the podcast, but in real life. And we hope that's seen in our lives. So I thank you all for tuning in. Be sure to follow us on social media at the millennial mindset underscore the podcast on Instagram, on IG. There you can find updates about upcoming episodes and different features that will be coming this year on the podcast as well. And also just to let us know what you think. Feel free to comment, like, and share on our podcast streaming on all platforms get what you need, get it where you can get it. Why is hot? It's always hot, never stops. (laughs) So I love you guys. Again, thank you for rock with me. And for the loyal listeners, I appreciate you. You be blessed, be blessed, be blessed beyond belief. And I will see you guys back with episode 13. Sheesh. Wow. Maybe we'll just do a new season. Maybe after the dozen that wraps up that and we'll start a new season. So I love you all. Be blessed until next time. Millennial Minds, you are legacy. You are what's next. So keep that in mind. Thank you for listening to the Millennial Podcast. I am your host, India, your fellow millennial. Until next time, family.